Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Yahoo Fantasy Football Forecast. I come to work with two hands every day and I'm trying to bless somebody. We better be in Florida. It better be sunny. And there better be some sort of fruity drink involved. With Matt Harmon. It seems like you know ball the way you talk, so. <laughs> Thank you. Someone clip that. You can get on a podcast. You can get online. You can argue with the clouds. You can argue with the, with the Russian bots. Don't care. It's Wednesday, October 26th, and that means it's time for another awesome electric episode of Eckler's Edge. Joining me, obviously, is L.A. Chargers running back Austin Eckler. Austin, my guy, how we doing, buddy? Matt, running it back, man. What is, I don't even, see, this point of the season, I don't even know what week it is. It's just, it's just the next week. You know, when you get to the swing of things, the wheel goes around, stuff starts to get repetitive. Um, but, you know, I always look forward to this show. It, the Correct me if I'm wrong, but for me, it seems like the show is like so far in between. Like, I'm like, dang, we did the Elastic Reset a long time ago, but really it was only a week. I don't know. Uh, tell, let me tell you what, buddy, you're 100% right about this show and all shows. It's like, oh, my God, we <laughs> talked about that. You know, um, we did the CMC trade reaction. We're going to talk about that a little bit with you today. We did that like as an add on episode to Thursday's podcast last week that came out on Friday, like all these dates flying around. I'm like that feel that CMC trade feels like a thousand years ago at this point. It was only last right. Thursday. Right, man. I think it's just the overload of content nowadays, right? So it seems like that's so far back as far as the content that I've, I've uh, brought in, in, not just in football, but in the world in general. Um, so, wow. You know, that's I just kind of wanted to see if you felt the same way. So, well, I, I do feel the same way. And uh, <laughs> you do a lot of I mean, you do this show with us every week and you do other shows as well. I'm sure you're and I, I do a couple other shows as well, in addition to the to Echo's Edge, to the Yahoo Fantasy show. I mean, so many stuff to this point that you probably feel the same way where it's like, I know I said this somewhere, but yeah. I don't I could not tell you what show or what episode I said it on. <laughs> so at some point I said this thing, go back and find it. I don't know. You probably feel the same way too. Exactly. Well, let's, let's continue to add to the content uh, overload out there and uh, hopefully get some good value to everyone listening. <laughs> yes. Let's do that. Before we do, uh, I do want to give you a chance to, to pump any of your giveaways. I know you're on a bye week this week, but nevertheless, I'm sure you're still doing yes. a lot over there. Yeah, so we're on the bye week, uh, but none of my giveaways change. We're still giving away a jersey. If you have me on your fantasy team, you can enter by uh, showing proof on Instagram or Twitter by tagging me uh, in a screenshot of your fantasy team uh, for the week. And so, yeah, we continue to give away two signed jerseys every single week. And uh, during the bye week will be no different. Love it. All right. Let's jump into some big news headlines before uh, we jump into your game last week, starting with um, we got a couple of big running back trades, uh, you know, since we've last spoken. Yeah, to you. man. What the heck? We got it. We got a big one last night. And I'm really <laughs> curious to get your thoughts on this because we've talked about James Robinson before you've played James Robinson this year. You talk about him as one of those squatty body guys. Um, he gets, yeah. traded to, gets traded to the Jets <laughs> after Brees Hall has a season-ending injury, which sucks because we talked, we've talked we talked about him on the show. He's been balling out this year. But Robinson's yeah. a good back. I'm kind of surprised. Um, I, I taped like an instant reaction, a little add-on to the podcast last night. My thing is like I'm kind of surprised the Jaguars traded him because he's, he's a good depth piece. But I think the – and this is the part I wanted to get your thoughts on – just one like Robinson in general, good player. Obviously, for the Jets' perspective, you want to you want to add more good players to your team, especially when you're winning right now. Yeah, um, for this one, I think it probably came down to the value. Do, do you know the exact uh, trade details? Yeah, as far it's as a, 
it's a sixth round pick that's it's a conditional sixth round pick that can become a fifth round pick if he rushes for 600 yards, which he's already kind of well on his way to 600 yards hmm. this season, which count like the yards with the Jaguars count to that. So, I mean, at best, the Jags get a fifth round pick out of this. Ooh, <laughs> ooh, James, brought me, man, that guy's man. He's been so solid. He's just mm-hmm. been reliable. I feel like uh, for the Jags. So for fifth round, um, I don't know. I would be salty. I'd be, uh, just in general, like a fifth round pick for what he's done over there, uh, especially you know last year, and then you know coming starting out in this year. But I, I get it. They have you know Travis, who's been playing really well right now. Yeah. Um, and so you mentioned the depth there. Um, which, you know, maybe the Jazz felt like, okay, now we have some some value that we feel like, hey, we're going to have uh, within Travis. So let's try to, you know, gain some more value with James, who we, was undrafted, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess from that standpoint for the organization, I can see how they could maybe see that they're adding value, especially him coming uh, up on some type of contract this next year. Because when you're undrafted, you only sign a three-year. So maybe that has some implications into it as well. Um Trying to keep the running backs young and cheap tends to be a thing in the NFL with running backs. Yes, it does. Uh, just because of the injury factor that plays into it. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it was a good move for the Jets, though, because, you know, Brees Hall, you know, he was he was basically, I think, the motor of that offense. Like, he was cranking runs, you know, every single uh, Sunday. He's out there getting it done, getting in the end zone. Uh, unfortunate for him, but I think, you know, James Robinson's going to do his – his best to try to fill that spot. Um, and, you know, the Jets got a good thing going right now. So they're trying to keep that momentum going. So they went out and found someone that they feel like can be reliable in their backfield. I think they found it with James Robinson for sure. And the Jets have another good back in the backfield already in Michael Carter, who played well as a rookie yeah. last year. And I think this is the part I was really curious to get your thoughts on. The Jets are one of the only teams this year, despite, ironically, talk from uh, Mike LaFleur, their offense coordinators, brothers with Packers head coach, Matt LaFleur, who there was all this talk in the offseason. We're going to get A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones on the field together, right? They're both going to be, you know, on the field together. These big time packages, all that. That hasn't really materialized so much in their offense for whatever reason, but it has materialized with the Jets offense. Like Brees Hall, Michael Carter have been on the field together a ton, and those plays have been really, really successful for Michael Carter, sometimes for Brees Hall. It's just been working out for the offense in general. That seems to me like another reason to make this trade because you want these two backs in the field together. Why is it so hard, seemingly, from the outside for teams to put these packages together where two backs are on the field firing off at the same time? Oh, uh, I, I would say, man, it just depends on your personnel, really. Um, you know, if you have some running backs that can be dynamic and catch the ball, can run routes, then you can definitely get that package on the field. Um you know, or if you just have one, you know, I remember like with me and then Melvin Gordon, right. It was kind of like that where we would put us both on the field and I would be out like maybe in the slot or in the backfield or I, I was running around. Right. I was, the, yeah. I was the pass option. Melvin was the run option. So I think it depends on your personnel as far as, okay, like, can you actually run these types of plays? Do you have a back that can do that? And then on top of it, it comes down to just the scheme of the coordinator, right? Like is the coordinator actually buying into, you know, that type of scheme is that they feel like that's the best option. They might've said something, but you know, actions have to be, have to actually happen. Or if you just say stuff, you're just, people can talk all they want. You know, coaches do it sometimes or it's just like, there's giving people some type of media coverage. And it's like, did that actually play out? No. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's, that's reality. That's reality of life. And so if, if people are talking a game and they're not putting it on the field, then it's okay. It's not a reality. Well, let's wait and see. If you show me that that's what you're going to do, then that gives you credibility of, okay, yeah, now I see the connection where you said you were actually going to do that. But um, in scenarios like that, then, yeah, absolutely. So if they're going to bring, you know, James in, they're going to keep that two-back set. Makes sense. I also think that, you know, they've had so much success running the ball, which is why I think they've, you know, been so – been so good as far as just down the stretch here so i think they're trying to bring in more depth uh, to continue that and so they don't you know pound you know michael carter into the ground yeah that's the big thing right they've been able to keep Brees hall fresh because they got michael carter around they want to keep michael carter fresh so that's why they're bringing a guy like james robinson who is good in the passing game and, it, and michael carter's good in the passing game. neither of them are as quite as explosive 
as Brees Hall is, like out in the open field, all that type of stuff. But both those guys are reliable. I like the trade a lot for the Jets. Uh, it just sends, I feel like it sends a message to the locker room too that like, hey, we're going, like we're still, I know this is a big injury, but like we're still pushing for this thing and nobody expected us to be five, five and two, but here we are, yeah. man. And I think players got to <laughs> love that too. I, I'm excited for it, man. As an organization that, you know, they went through it last year, you know, trying to get on track and now they've turned it around for themselves. So uh, for me as as a fan of football, um, I would say, you know, I'm, I'm excited for the Jets, what they have going on so far. Last year, dude, the Jets have been going through it for <laughs> quite quite some time. <laughs> You're right. You're right. You're right. Uh, oh, all right. Let's man. move on to Christian McCaffrey, who uh, traded to the 49ers. Thoughts on Christian McCaffrey going to, I mean, this is a big, talk, talk about like a big package to give up for a running back. This was a lot of draft picks to give up for Christian McCaffrey. Um, the Niners clearly view themselves as they're in this championship window. Um, the Panthers are obviously on the other end of that. That's why they ship off McCaffrey. But thoughts on Christian McCaffrey going to the 49ers, what he might bring to that team. Yeah, I'm really interested to see uh, him in a, in a new scheme, actually. Um, we'll see how it goes. I mean, he, he's such a dynamic player. I think any any team he's going to have success right you just find ways to get the ball in his hands um but pairing him up with some of the playmakers that they have over there in san fran is going to be uh it's going to be fun to watch Uh, i think once he you know obviously learns the offense and gets more implemented into what they have going on over there and then yeah for for the panthers they're definitely in a rebuild phase like there ain't no doubt about that like robbie anderson's gone you know traded him because of all that sideline stuff and then now Christian's gone for all those draft picks. Um, so, yeah, they gave up – I think uh, 49ers gave up a ton of value. Um, but like like you said, they feel like they're in that window. So that's where you're like, hey, we, you push forward for the now, um, and then you'll deal with, you know, you know, giving up that value later on. But hopefully Christian, you know, has a few more years so he can actually play out that the value that they give him, which, you know, I think he will. I think because, you know – Here's the thing. He, he's had some injuries, but it's actually saved his body too. When you think about it, because when you're injured, like you're not getting all, the, you're not getting hit, hmm. right? You're just rehabbing. So I think he still has a lot of mileage left uh, when he can, when he's able to put together a full season, which you know so far he has. So I think I think there was it was a fair trade. I think it was fine. Like the the dynamic of the player that type he is um, is very rare, mm-hmm. right? It's very rare. So if he's able to be on the field, he's gonna have a big impact over there. Um, yeah, you know, we play them in a couple of weeks. I was like, man, I couldn't have waited till after uh, we, <laughs> we play. You know, so we're going to go head to head with C-Mac. Uh, this will be the first time I actually play against him. So I'm looking forward to that, too. Oh, yeah, that'll definitely be a fun game to talk about. Um, fun game to watch, of course. I, I think it's fascinating that, you know, Kyle Shanahan you know, and obviously coming off the coaching tree with his father, like they have been probably the best group over the last like 20 plus years at unearthing these like hidden gems at running back, like guys like yourself that are undrafted, you know, and pop up and all that type of stuff. And yet Kyle Shanahan in San Francisco has been totally willing to give up huge resources to get like peak players at the position. Like they gave Jarek McKinnon, who's obviously not Christian McCaffrey, but you know, heading when he's coming to free agency, they gave him a huge contract. They've traded resources to like go up into the third round to get guys who they eventually end up giving up on super, super fast. Another story for another day. And then they uh, traded this huge package for Christian McCaffrey. But I think a lot of it is probably the versatility that he brings, you know, the rare ability, like you said, because they've done so much creative stuff with Debo Samuel over the last few years. Like I can't, I can't imagine I wonder how those two specifically will overlap with each other because right. uh, Debo's done some of that wide back stuff uh, that it's been called. And obviously a lot of that is sort of Christian McCaffrey's role as well. I think it's, I think it's going to give some, some relief to that, to those guys, right? It's like Debo, like, like the reason they're doing that is because he's so dominant compared to everyone else on the, on the field that, you know, is running those types of plays. And so now yeah. you bring in someone that can actually do it you know, full time. Now it's like, okay, Debo, like you can go back to, you know, catching balls, doing all these crossers, these little screens. We don't, we're not asking as much, right? His, his role, I think gets more solidified where it's like, Debo, we need you to be our playmaker all over the field. Now it's like, okay, now we don't. Now we have a couple of different playmakers, which man, if you can get that on any team is, is special because then it's like, you're not relying on Debo. We need you this game to make mm-hmm. it happen for us. You know, now it's like, Hey, Christian might go off. Debo might go off, you know, like, you know, Kittle might have a game himself, you know? So it's like when you get, bring playmakers in, man, like uh, that gets me excited. Just yeah. hearing hearing playmakers on the same offense. 
like even for us, we know with the Chargers, man, we got some guys banged up. And so it's like, gosh, we, we lose some consistency that we t- typically have. And so when you have these guys that are playing at a high level, they're healthy, they're playing. It's really exciting. Yeah, people talk about it on the offensive line when you take like a your left tackle gets hurt and you bump your right tackle over to left tackle. Well, then it's like he's probably not as good as your left tackle over there. And now you've made two positions weak at once in a way with Debo, like he's an A plus player at wide receiver and he's probably like an A minus player running back is something like that. But then you've also weakened the wide receiver spot, even though Ayuk is a is a stud, but like he's a, a different yeah. type of receiver than than Debo Samuel is. So I think now it's like you can keep your A plus player at wide receiver. You can keep your A plus player in the running back room. You got a really dangerous offense there in San Francisco uh, without yeah. all that moving around. All right, let's talk about you guys, man. Let's talk about uh, Seahawks 37, Chargers 23. Ugh. Man, we got we got our ass kicked, man. <laughs> A little bit of oh. ass kicking, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. We uh, we definitely felt it. It was it was not a good feeling. Um, you know, we started out the game seventeen to zero mm. in the first in the first quarter. Man, um, not capitalizing off of turnovers that we got, um, turning the ball over ourselves, and them capitalizing. Uh, what I what I really think it is for us is we were really one dimensional. We were, we weren't able to get a run game going, and. Like it puts so much pressure um, on us on a position that we were banged up in now because now we're now we got to throw the ball and guess what you know Keenan's played like twenty snaps mm-hmm. he just came back off his hamstring um, you know Josh Palmer was out with a concussion you know our tight ends are beat up still you know Parham out with a concussion or was still out recovering from that and so we put a lot of pressure on a, a group that was banged up that's why I had twelve catches right like people. Like there's this thing going out like, oh, I'm on record to get like 128 catches. Like that's not, a, it's not a good thing. <laughs> like yeah. I, I should not be catching this many balls, y'all. Like I play running back. I need receivers catching the balls. <laughs> you yeah. know, I need to be running the ball, right? Getting down the field. You know, I can catch a few checkdowns here and there. Um, but for the most part, those need to be going, you know, to our to our receiving core. So yeah, we're uh, we're, we're in a place where uh, we have to figure out that dynamic of, of our offense. You know, I speak pretty much offensively just because that's, where I am, that's sure. what I can control and have an impact on. Um, and so, you know, we're sitting at four and three. Um, so <laughs> not not a terrible spot with 10 games left. Right. Uh, but we definitely need to get ourselves uh, in check and get ourselves in, in a position where we can play to our strengths with our circumstances of our injuries right now. Um, and so for uh, for what I would say that is is in the run game. Like we got to – our run game has to be better. If it's not better, we're, we're going to struggle all season. Um and have these up and down games. So that's what I would say about us as a whole on offense um, this last weekend. Yeah, a lot of it, um, you know, ironically, I feel like comes back to the discussion that we had on the previous show. Like, and I posted the clip of us talking about it on Sunday morning. And then I actually was on a plane during the first half of your guys' game. So I had to rewatch it a little bit later. Um, and, you know, rewatch the game. I was like, this feels like a lot of the stuff that we talked about on, on the show last week. We, you know, teams that, when you can't get the consistent run game going, yeah, it's like then, like you said, Coach Staley brings up, it takes a lot of like nickel and, you know, short passes, short passes down the field. Like it takes a lot of those paper cuts to beat you. And as much as, you know, the folks in fantasy love you catching 12 balls, you know, like you said, those are not, most likely those are not going to be explosive plays because they are not going far right. down the field like it does to wide right. receivers. And there was just nothing going on downfield uh, yet again. And unfortunately, Mike Williams comes out of this with an injury and he's kind of been the best downfield guy. It's, it's, it's got to be frustrating, man. Oh, it is, man. It's part of the game, but it's the worst part of the game for sure is, is the injuries. You know, we got beat up this last game, you know, lost JC Jackson uh, for the season with his injury. Yeah, you said Mike, who's been, you know, our number one receiver right now as Keenan's been out. So, you know, Keenan played a little bit. Hopefully he's coming back in, you know, more ready to go now that, you know, he's got some some type of plays like, okay, are are you ready or you're not? We'll see. See how that stuff plays out. Uh, But yeah, we're in a situation where players got to step up, right? If players don't start stepping up, it's going to be it's going to be a drag. Like we're going to be the NFL is not easy. Right. And so once. Once you start losing consistency with uh, with guys that have been doing it for you for a while and relying on some of these other guys, that's where other guys get opportunities. But if they don't step up in those opportunities, it makes for a long season. Um, and guess what? what? All we can do is take it one at a time and continue to continue to press and press and press and keep trying. Because regardless if we like it or not, we got 10 games, yeah. right, with whoever's on the field. Um, and so we go, we take it one at a time, one day at a time, and then uh, – 
you know, we'll see how it plays out on Sundays. Um, but, you know, one thing that I, I really try to bring to the team is just some type of energy, right? Try to bring a spark, you know, regardless of who it is out there. Um, and just try to be that reliable player as far as, you know, leadership, as far as energy, and as far as actually my attitude and mental uh, going out in the field, whether it's practice, weight room, stuff like that. So keeping the boys going uh, because, you know, I've been around the block a few times, been through some ups and downs where we went 12-4, and four, seasons where we only won four games. Um, and, and, you know, that's how the NFL is, man. Like, like you're going to go through ups and downs in a season, you know, through your career. But the main thing is that you continue to fight. Right. You continue to fight regardless of the circumstances. Right. And that goes deeper than football. Right. That goes deeper than than just, you know, playing uh, you know a game. Right. That goes into your life and you continue to push forward, keeps you going. So um, there's a lot of there's a lot of lessons to be learned, you know, in a winning and losing season. Um, but I'm very thankful for the opportunity to continue to play with the boys and looking forward to coming out of this bye week and going on this journey. Hell yeah, dude. I think the people know they can count on you to always bring that energy. Uh, you bring energy to the show every single week, uh, no matter hey. win or lose. That's what we talked about in the preseason episode. Like, hey, I'm going to try to bring some energy. You're going to try to bring some energy. We'll figure this thing out. Same thing on the field as well. And, you know, I really uh, I'm really fascinated because I think so much of it is the chapters within a season. Like I always talk about, like there's going to be times where you guys are in these moments and, you know, maybe by the end of the year, it looks great. By the end of the year, we'll see what happens and, and we'll keep it moving from there. Yeah. Um, one last thing before we move on. Ken Walker's performance on the other side. I mean, obviously, you know, you, you don't want it coming against you. It does come against you. But my God, that guy is really, really, really good. Basically, since uh, Rashad Penny went down for the Seattle Seahawks over the last two and a half games, pretty much. 49 carries, 348 yards, seven yards per carry, five touchdowns for Ken Walker. What about his running style? Because I think people have talked about this you know, makes him like, I think look like a really unique back out there, man. Yeah. I went and told him after the, after the game, I was like, Hey bro, keep doing what you're doing. And I, I'm a fan. I'm let you know right now. I'm a fan. Good stuff, <laughs> brother. Like he, man, this guy runs violence. Like he looks like he's like angry when he runs. Uh, but he's got that body type to be able to do that. Right. A little bigger uh, body type, man, just running through stuff. And then he broke one down and all of a sudden it hit the gas. And I was like, he is still accelerating, like <laughs> running down our sideline. I was like, oh no. He had, like, I thought I saw like 22 something miles an hour. Uh, yeah, I was like, fastest yeah, speed so far this season. Uh, Brees Hall, actually, the other rookie is number two, ironically. Enough. I was like, that's definitely a rookie. You know, he's still got, still got the fresh legs, you know, running 22 miles an hour. Um, so yeah, the, that was, uh, that was definitely impressive. But man, yeah, this, I would say his run style is like, it's, it's not necessarily like, the shiftiest but it's efficient right it's efficient like he makes a cut and he's just full speed sprinting out of that thing um there's not much hesitation in his play style like he, wherever he's running it's it's full speed uh which is exactly what you want out of a back uh, the more hesitation you can take out of you know someone's running style the better right the better chance they can have a run through arm tackles um they'll be able to create they're gonna make fast decisions get people out of uh position so yeah, I'm a I'm a fan. I'm looking to looking forward to see him the rest of the year for sure. Yeah, we've talked about backs and like when you're thinking, when you're hesitating, and you you miss those holes, you miss the assignments. But like for a guy like that who's right. got good vision to just like there it is, let me hit it. That's exciting to see. And this rookie running back class again, unfortunately, Brees Hall is gonna is is no longer a part of it this season. This <laughs> just looks like there's a ton of good backs that came into the league uh, this year. A ton of a ton of good young players, which you know we love as NFL fans. We love as fantasy to, as fantasy fans to continue to watch these guys and, and everything like that. Man, Ken Walker just it's crazy too, Austin, because there's a there's a scenario where Rashad Penny never gets hurt, and we think we see Ken Walker and we're like, oh, he's good at he's good at football, but we don't see this type of production and that like level of play to play explosiveness that he brings and. That's just yeah. what we were talking about, that sometimes injury creates opportunity. Injury is the one constant theme of the NFL, in addition to chaos. Uh, and that can guys can step up. And, and now the Seahawks kind of have like a new identity piece. So I'm sure you guys yeah. will find some guys over there on your side as well. Look, that's how it happened for me, too, man. Yeah. That's, that's how the turnover. I would say that's probably the main turnover factor of the NFL, unfortunately, is people getting injured. Some people stepping up into new roles, whether it was a drafted, undrafted, new, you know, new signing to the team. Um, and then guess what? Someone gets an opportunity to play a little bit more. And then, oh, 
now they're actually showing that they're reliable. Now they become some type of, uh, you know, factor in the offense. And that's really how it plays out. Because, I mean, you got to think, you know, there's there's hundreds of guys, you know, that are done playing after every single season. But you never hear about it, really. You never hear about it. Because I, I feel like a lot of times it's guys that maybe were injured or getting older um, or maybe on the cusp that, you know, were on a team but then didn't get re-signed. Right. They yeah. just didn't get resigned, not because they didn't want to play anymore. It's because, you know, they went through some type of thing and someone else stepped up or the team wanted to go in a different direction and maybe try something else. Uh, but injury is such a big part of opportunity in the NFL. It's kind of weird to, to think about, actually, because that's how it worked for me. You know, I was I was third string for like the first two two weeks when uh, I was playing. And then Brandon Oliver um, pulled his hamstring and oh, I man, started getting more Brandon offensive Oliver. reps. It was like it was like the it was like the fourth fourth game of the season um, or third game of the season he pulled his hand so I started getting more offensive reps and guess what I started scoring touchdowns and I was making tackles on special teams like crazy and so <laughs> I got an opportunity right and then guess what you just got to continue to chip away into it and then you start to build onto a, a role on the team um, so yeah it's good to see uh, it's good to see him taking advantage people forget how much opportunity is created on special teams if you're like a young football player out there like Get get good and get willing on special teams because like you can you can stick doing that. Like there's always one exactly. ar- one article a year about some draft like you know some draft prospects is like ah, I'm not gonna be playing any special teams. Like uh, then you might not be making the roster. Like let's let's remember yeah. that. So yeah, um, exactly. Good stuff there. Uh, we're gonna take a quick break. When we come back, we're gonna hit the mailbag segment. Searching for NBA playoff coverage? We've got you. The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, gives you an inside look into the world of sports. Hosted by former NBA sharpshooter and Duke legend J.J. Redick and sports writer Tommy Alter, The Old Man and the Three offers unprecedented access to the league. Tommy and J.J. discuss the NBA and interview some of the biggest names in the league, like Devin Booker and Luka Doncic. NBA final season is the perfect time to dive in, and you can listen to The Old Man and the Three wherever you get your podcasts. To hear episodes brought to you by BMW. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard. BMW, the ultimate driving machine. All right, we're back. Uh, remember, folks, ask Austin at yahoosports.com. Send your emails, written or audio or video questions to have Austin answer your burning, burning query on a future episode. <laughs> this first one up... Um, uh, by the way, I'm I'm like still sick about the Josh Kelly injury. I know that there's a ton of ton of injuries on the Chargers right now. We we know that we just talked about it, but like I'm I'm so upset that as soon as we talked about Josh Kelly on the show, like and we're both like, hey, you should add him on your fantasy team. It's like uh, which is the least important part of it, but man, that it, like he has that injury and he's on IR now. So that's what our first question Ugh. is about here. Yeah, I know, man. It stinks for for JK, like you said, because he was just kind of really solidifying himself as that second back there. But um, that is what our first question is about here from Adam says that now, now that Joshua Kelly is looking to be out for a few weeks, do you think Isaiah Spiller, another rookie back will get the call? It seems like the staff has deferred to vets, even outside veterans considering Michelle came in and was active right away. So wondering what was holding him back from contributing Isaiah Spiller, another rookie back from this class that has been really shining of late. Yeah. I mean, He's he's getting an opportunity. Yeah, he was he was the guy that um, he would he wouldn't dress for games, right? We only dressed three backs, um, and <laughs> that's where I lose my train of thought every time that thing comes. I'm out. sorry, I, ne- I never, stay I never know. Stay I, hydrated. I never know when's the right time to do it. Uh, but you know, maybe I should have I should have nice. drank it from the aquarium nice. during the damn ad break. That would have been a professional. Yeah, no, you're good. Do, you're good. Here we are. Um, yeah, so you know Joshua Kelly going on IR uh, opened up a new new spot for you know running back. We had to bring someone up to the dress. So you know he got he's getting his opportunity. Um, and you know with rookies, there's a lot of different factors that play into playing time. You know we talked about one special teams. Um, another one is just you know readiness to play mentally, physically. Um, so there's all these factors that come into it. And, you know, he's getting his opportunity, which sometimes, you know, might be overlooked as far as those factors where it's like, hey, maybe you could play special teams, but, you know, we had a better option. So now now we don't. So now you're getting an opportunity to play. Um, And so now you have a chance to show, hey, if you can do it or not, be reliable. And, you know, we'll see how it plays out. I think he only got like two reps this last game. 
but I, I know that will probably change. I think I play a little bit more probably because it was, you know, right before the bye week. I have no idea. I'm just speculating that sure. might not have been a factor. Who knows? But yeah, well, I'm sure he's going to get some more some more burn. You know, we've played pretty much all three of our running backs that we've had up always for every single week. And so, yeah, he's definitely going to get some opportunities. I'm excited to see, see what he can do because we've seen him in practice and kind of know the type of runner that he is. Uh, but we're going to see if it can translate to to the actual field. Um, so that's one of those things I'm interested to see. You know, I'm always on him, you know, making sure he's making sure he's with it, making sure mentally like because that's the that's the biggest thing for coaches is coaches want to know they need to be reassured that you know what you're doing on the field, because that's that's the biggest thing that will actually get you to not play is <laughs> that sure. if our, a coach has uncertainty. And I don't think that's the, the uh, case with Zay. Um, and I. I make sure that it's not the case with him, you know, being in my room, make sure I'm always on him, telling him, hey, you got to know, you got to know, like reminding him all these little things that we make all these little like reminders in our head. Uh, so we know what play, what we have, what we should do. Like for, for one, just for reference, like we have this play, it's called cash. Let's say, like, okay, what do we have on cash? Well, we get our cash on the sideline. So you got a, you got a wide route, you got to run wide, mm. like just little tricks like that, that we help ourselves remember like what route we have on checkdowns and stuff like that. I like um, that. We have like, we have like tens of those, like a bunch of them uh, just to help us. So I think he's ready to play. I think his time was his time was eventually going to come. Um, you know, he's fourth round pick. Fourth round. Yep. Um, so fourth round pick. His time was definitely going to eventually come. Uh, you know, teams tend to want to see their draft picks play at some point um, in the season, whether it's the first year or second year. So this is going to be his opportunity. And I, I hope he takes advantage. I, I really do. I really hope he's ready in the time when it comes, he did not have very good reps the first the first uh, uh, first game. He had Corey, our center, lost on one five yard loss, just unblocked nose t- tackle, and then his other rep was like a naked where he just ran the other way for like a, a play action. So I think he'll get a little bit more burn this game, and yeah, I'm hoping he takes off with it. Yeah, that'll be a, a really good one to watch because you've talked about how you want that one-two punch you're kind of developing with with jk there and unfortunately you know the injury happens i want to keep the competition high man like that's what i want to see i want to see guys balling right like i want to see guys making plays like making it so it's like dang we got to get like x been going get okay we got to get josh in there okay you know we got to get sony like whoever it is whoever's popping up like let's get him in there you know and so we've seen we've seen sony we've seen josh now okay let's see the young kid let's get him in there Let's see what he can do. Yeah, I mean, definitely a player to keep in the back of your mind, um, you know, for kind of that stretch run for fantasy for in the in the playoffs if he is starting. Because you're right, it's good timing, too, with the bye week. Like, this is a guy that had a – was it? it was a training camp injury, preseason injury, so he missed some yeah, time there. Yeah, uh, So this will be a, an opportunity to kind of get him a little more onboarded. Uh, we know that you're going to take care of that uh, on your end of it. Coaches will take care of it on, on that, and he'll, he'll take care of his business as well. So definitely a name to keep in mind. Shout out to you, Adam, for bringing that up uh, because that yeah. was a I, good question. And you brought up a good point. I'll, I'll keep it short with that one. But, yeah, he was injured. I think he, he missed a few weeks with the, you know his injury during you know preseason and the very beginning of the season. So that absolutely played a factor into him getting special teams reps, showing what he can do, all of that stuff. So, um, yeah, now he's getting another opportunity. He'll be, like I said, takes advantage injuries suck bro that's uh yeah that's the theme of the yeah. podcast so far um next question up we've got from bobby here i'm gonna try to read this in his enthusiastic voice i've been a fan of the show for two years now and have owned austin in fantasy for three straight seasons that's been going well for you i picked you over christian mccaffrey at the 1.03 spot this season my league mates never let me hear the end of it through the first three weeks <laughs> And I have strummed my air guitar with you ever since week four. You got that dog in you, X. Yeah. Let's my, go, Bobby. <laughs> my question is, going into the bye week, what are some of your favorite activities to do to recover and take a mental rest from the NFL, if you take a mental rest, Austin? Yeah, man. Shout out to Bobby, man. I love that. I love the energy. And shout out to Matt for reading like that. That's good stuff. Got my juice. But, man, so going into the bye week, like for me, my life doesn't really slow down and that's the way I love it. Like that's, that's where I feel the most comfortable. So it's not that I'm going to take a, a mental break uh, from football. Yes. Cause there's not football going on, but it's not like I, I don't feel like I really need it. Like I'm, I'm ready to go, but like all my other things start picking up a little bit more. I can catch up um, on my app that I'm building called experience. 
little plug right here. Make sure you follow go. Experience underscore. It's and it's spelled E K S P E R I E N C E. Experience. So like my last name Eckler X. Right. That's short. Yes. The nick the nickname for it is X. A- yeah, ex- so. Excellent work there. Excellent branding. Yes. I love that. Excellent. Excellent. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. I didn't even think of that. Well done. <laughs> what a pro. Uh, exactly. Um, yeah, you can keep going with those. But um, yeah, so now I can I can catch up on my app. Basically, it's an engagement tool um, for influential people like Matt could get on there and you could get like some fantasy football advice or a shout out or you can have them sign your stuff. The list goes on. Nobody, nobody wants me to sign any of their stuff, but I appreciate, I appreciate <laughs> you, you. don't know that. I appreciate you, you bucketing me in there. <laughs> you don't know that. You got to get on there. You, uh, you might have, you might be surprised. People I guess will find out. They'll, they'll print out a picture of your face and want it signed by oh, you. Good God. You know, how they, how are they going to do that? Well, they got to get on experience. You got to be on there for them. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, we'll find out. We'll find out. You will find out. Um, so, yeah, really working on the app. I'll hang out with my girlfriend a little bit more than I've been able to in the past, um, which is which is a plus because during the season, man, it's it's mm. it's a lot of time away. It's a lot of time in the facility and in this room uh, chipping away. And then comes down to really just letting the body rest as far as anything physical. Like, I, I'll still go work out. I'll never stop working out. Still got to sure. work in this morning. I'll go in tomorrow, the next day, and the next day. Um, that's just a part of who I am as a person. That's like brushing my teeth for me. Like you, I have to work out. So I'll keep that going. And then I have, you know, a couple shows will keep going. You know, I'll get a few different interviews, things like that. Uh, I'll stay busy, stay busy. Really, really. Here's how I see it, man. Like I'm in this, I'm in this point in my life where I have a lot of concentrated energy on me, you know, from outside sources. And I want to make sure that I'm consistently putting out effort to capture that and maximize that and try to spread my value or I guess extract my value that those, you know, different things see in me and keep putting it out there, right? Keep putting it out there uh, because I want to use, I want to use this to be a vehicle for what's next to come for me, whatever the, whatever's after football and, you know, and during football as well. And so that's really what it comes down to me. That's, I think, the common theme for me is continuing to extract value from my efforts and, you know, instill that into other people's lives so that when I'm done playing football, they're like, yeah, I like Austin, not because only he's a football player, because he motivated me, because he, you know, inspired me to work out, because I love the content that he made. He was funny on a show called Eckler Dome, like just some aspect of my life that you can attach as well, uh, other than football. Yeah. I mean, hey, you got a lot of stuff going on. That is definitely uh, for sure. Yeah, you got a bright future ahead of you, bro. Uh, you know, after this whole football thing, that's for sure. I don't, I don't know if I ever told you this, but um, Mina Kimes from ESPN commented on one of my uh, one of the videos I posted of, from the show, and she's like, you know, love the discussion, all that. By the way, like Austin, if he's if he better be thinking about doing TV after uh, after his playing career. Over. I was like, well, <laughs> that's great. You're 100 percent right. He he, sh- he should be thinking about that. But also, I hope he doesn't outgrow uh, my little podcast too quickly. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> let's, uh, let's no, heck no, heck no. I like I like these I like the more controlled or less than controlled, I guess, environment. Yeah, um, TV is very structured, right? Like there's very specific topics. Like you like I feel like you have to be a little bit more careful about what you say, controversy because sure. like there's a lot more of a spotlight on it and you're gonna have to be able to defend everything that you say, like, you know undeniably or if you don't people are going to criticize you like crazy Um, so i like a little bit more relaxed environment like we have right here where we can chat it up it's not as serious i guess as far as like people like really like laser focused on what we say to you know comment it on and about twitter or stuff like that um and so yeah i appreciate our our crew and what we have going on here so i don't know if i'll get into mainstream and i think if i ever do get into speaking i think it would be more so into the motivation like mm. mindset like you know just into the inspiration genre of of content just because i feel like that's where i'm most passionate about because i think there's there's a really deep fulfillment to be found within that part of your life. And that's really what I've been chasing and trying to help other people is trying to chase them by giving little nuggets here and there of just what's helped me through my past. And so that's really what I love to speak about. Um, and it, it works great with my life because, you know, it's a big part of playing football, right? And just going through life in general, like we all have things that we go through and it's how we go about that, that usually you know, determines the success of how we feel we did. So that's where I like to spend my energy because it's really internal feelings that help you feel fulfilled. And that's really powerful. 
No doubt, man. Uh, and best part about not being mainstream media, we don't have to wear a suit. You know, that that's nice. Yeah, uh, I get a, I get to rock my AC DC shirt. shirt. You know, I got I can <laughs> I can whip out my guitar, right? It's just right here, you know, and just exactly. crank something, you know, if I wanted. There we you go. Know. Yeah. So uh no mainstream media here, no suits. I get to wear the shorts. That's all that's all that really matters. As long as I get to wear shorts doing what I'm doing, that's all that matters. All right, again, remember people, ask Austin at yahoosports.com. Get your questions answered by Austin and me. Eh, whatever. Uh we'll move on here. Last segment of the show today. It's Halloween next. Uh, it is on Monday. The it is. What are you Browns- gonna be, Matt? What are you being for this 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 year? So I got to come up with a costume for the show on Sunday. Haven't and it has yeah. to be football related. So I haven't given that uh, one single second of thought. Don't football tell- related. Yeah, like a f- some sort of like football character. Okay. Um, you should be you should be the pylon. I could, I could be, you the should pylon. be the pylon, Matt, and they come in a giant orange inflatable pylon. I could do that. Um, I'll give that. I'll, I'll give that some thought. Uh, last year I was Kyle Shanahan, uh, so I just like oh, okay, okay. That that oh, you went with like a coach. Yeah, well, because because I was like a big, okay, okay. I was a big Brandon Ayuk guy last cool. year. Yeah, it's not that cool, but I was a big like Brandon Ayuk guy last year. It was a big on his like breakout season and during the whole first part of the year uh you know when they he was like kind of in the doghouse there i was like i need to become i need to become kyle to to channel that energy into uh, like okay. fixing that situation and hey you know what okay. brandon Ayuk was a, a big breakout guy in the second half of the year so i i'll take a win on my costume there i was right. going to be um my wife and i were going to be uh pikachu and ash this year so i got my ash uh. catch him hat Unfortunately, yeah. she's she's got to teach a double uh, at the yoga studio. So on Monday night, so she, ah. so I'm canceling my costume there. Uh, maybe I'll just go to ah. as the Ash on the damn uh, FFL show in the morning. Whatever. What about you? You got any costumes coming up? Well, luckily, uh, my lady is very big into like dressing up and all that stuff. So she has constructed our costumes for us. Same. Um, <laughs> Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Shout out to Mel uh, for getting that done. Um, so I am a pilot. The theme was the um, what's the that uh, what's Maverick. that movie that just came out? Top Gun, yeah, yeah, Top Gun. It was Top Gun referenced. Nice. Um, so we are both pilots. There we go. And we have I have like this fighter jacket that she got from um, somewhere in her family, and so yeah, she got us all decked out. So that's what we'll be rocking to the to the Chargers uh, Halloween party. <laughs> uh, so I don't get an invite to that. What's the deal? No, did you hear the, the Chargers? Chargers. Chargers. Oh, okay. Cool, party. cool. So yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, uh, no guests available. Right, cool. Yeah, yeah no right, guests. Fine, no guests. Fine. It's it's more of a get together, not necessarily a party. I would say just the boys hanging out with with all the wives and right. the girlfriends, and we we do sing some karaoke and stuff. Oh, okay. I bring fine. my guitar. Yeah, bring your guitar, bro. Uh, there you go. Love yeah, to see it. Uh, so in honor of <laughs> Halloween coming up, we're gonna do a little trick or treat segment here on the show. Yeah, we're gonna take running backs who kind of like under the radar went off in week seven. We're going to decide if they're going to be a trick, not a consistent producer going forward or a treat consistent producer. The remainder of the season, hell of a segment idea uh, by the, by the fine folks behind the camera on this one behind the mic. So first starting up here, Donta Foreman running back Carolina Panthers. Obviously we talked about they trade Christian McCaffrey away, get 17 touches, 145 total yards against the bucks defense, which is usually really stout against the run. So Austin, we got to decide, trick or treat from Dante Foreman there. Ah, uh, you know I think mm, it's tough because the Panthers are in a situation where I'm like, are you trying to get rid of all your players or what? Like, <laughs> like what's going on? They're just trying to accumulate all these draft picks, uh, which is a whole another uh, conversation. You know whether you can rebuild in the draft or not. I would love um, to have that conversation someday. By the way, because I got a lot of takes, but we'll we'll have it for another time. Yeah, that's that's interesting. Yes and no, I say. Yes and no. Yeah. Depends on the position, really. Yeah. But anyway, uh, look, Dante Foreman, they're going to rely on him. Him and who they have uh, Chuba Chuba Hubbard, uh, yeah. Hubbard. Yeah, Chuba Hubbard, right? So they have this two back set, um, and they're going up against the Falcons. So I'm going to say treat for mm. this next week against the Falcons. Yeah, Dante Foreman, too, a guy who's made a comeback from an Achilles injury, usually a tough uh, injury for running backs. And, you know, he's come back finally. And he looked really good with the Titans last year. I feel like if I'm picking between those two backs still, I want 
I think I want Foreman more in fantasy than Hubbard going forward, but uh, Hubbard did get injured at the end of that last game too, so that's another thing to keep in mind. Ah, there. Oh yeah, then even more of a treat. Like yeah, yeah, yeah that'll be a big old he's treat. Gonna to, he's got to pull through for his team. There we go. All right, next guy up who always pulls through whenever he is on the field, Raheem Mostert. 20 mm. touches, 109 total yards, touchdown in week seven against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Raheem Mostert's been balling out lately, averaging uh, 4.9 yards per carry since week four. And he, by the way, Austin, I'm going to go ahead and, and, and spoil this one. I think this is going to be a treat going forward because his schedule the next like four weeks is awesome. He's got games against the Bears, the Browns, the Lions, uh, I think the Texans after yeah, the bye week. Yeah, they're the Lions this week, yeah. Yeah, so. Yeah, we, so we, yeah, definitely treat. Yeah. That one's easy. He doesn't, he kind of stands out in this crowd as like a guy with a bit more of a resume. So yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I, I think we're, we're a treat on that one. Next For guy, sure. we talked about him with the James Robinson thing, Travis Etienne, 15 touches, yep. 119 total yards, touchdown in week seven versus the New York Giants. Trick or treat for Travis Etienne going forward. They're versus the Giants? Uh, they were versus the Giants last week. Uh, They're going against the Broncos this week. Tough one. Yeah, tough one for sure. But the Broncos defense is stout. Um, yeah. If he's if he if he's able to run against them, then I will be very impressed. But mm, what do I want to say? Trick or treat? How's he going to do against the Broncos? D. I'm going to say trick for this mm. next week. Even though he's been a stud, I think the Broncos defense is going to be stout and hang on um, after playing them a couple weeks ago. It's it's tough sledding in the in the run game. Yeah, no doubt. Then they get the Raiders, the Chiefs, the bye week, the Ravens, and the Lions in week 13 for the Jacksonville Jaguars. I think rest of season, Travis Etienne is probably a treat, but I could see it being a trick. Like I, There could be talk at the end of that Broncos game, like, why'd they trade James Robinson? They didn't get a good run yeah. game, all that stuff. But I do think yeah. Etienne is coming on, man. He's looked pretty good lately. Oh, yeah, he's been a great player. Yeah, I'm just uh, saying, yeah, this the rest of October for the trick-or-treat segment. For this upcoming week, I think uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a tough day. There you go. All right, uh, another guy here. I'm a big fan of Gus Edwards. 16 touches, 66 total yards, all, all through, all on the ground. By the way, no no receiving work. Two touchdowns for Gus Edwards. Uh, Baltimore Ravens running back. Another guy who's made a big comeback from a serious injury. The last time he played uh, regular season football was January 16th, uh, 2021. It's been a long time since we've seen Gus Edwards. Big comeback for this injury and a big debut this year. Yeah, I'm always, I'm just, I don't even know how to ex- describe my feelings, but like the like being a running back for Baltimore is like, man, like Lamar Jackson's really like the starting running back. Right. You know, yeah. he, He's just running everywhere, everywhere, man. I think he's like fit. He was like fifth in rushing last week, um, before before last week, um, and so it's like it's always been strange. And I feel like the running back situation is for the past like few years, as long as he's been there, it's been kind of strange. It's been fluid because yeah. Lamar is able to do so much. You know, it's like oh, if it, if it breaks down, fine. He, Lamar will just run the ball. I'm gonna say tr- a trick, just because I feel like Lamar just takes over. Like he should, because that's the type of player he is, and it it definitely affects the running game. Yeah, I I disagree with you a little bit, just because I think Gus Edwards. Ooh, wait, who, I didn't even look at the matchup. Who are they playing? Ooh, against the Bucks. Who just? Mm, I don't know what's going on over there. Yeah, we don't know what's going on over there. <laughs> oh no. Uh, I'm still saying. I'm still saying trick for this upcoming week. I still think Lamar is still going to take over. He just does so much, like I said, man. Like, okay, go ahead. What were you gonna say? No, I I just disagree with you a little bit because I think Edwards is. I I think he is better than some of these backs that they've been cycling, like kind of these veteran guys at the end of the line, like you know whether it's Kenyon Drake, Latavius Murray last year, uh, you know Mike Davis sometimes this year. Like, I just always thought I've just always been a big fan of Gus Edwards. Um, like I love big backs with balance like that, and especially you know even if Lamar is typically like gonna get, he actually hasn't been too involved as a goal line runner, uh, recently this year, and I think Edwards showed last week that he can be that type of player. So I do think right. if Edwards is on any like waiver wires and fantasy still like, come on, you need to go ahead and pick him up. Like he should be pretty decent, but um, I can hear your point too about like, he's never going to get any receiving work. That's for sure. Which is super valuable in right. fantasy. Cause like Lamar's not going to check it down. He's just going to take off. Well, um, and, and you bring up the goal line, but I could bring up Mark Andrews, right? Like that's, true. that's who they're throwing to. They're, they're trying to get him the ball just in general. Right. And especially in the red zone, huge target. So um, I don't think Mark, he didn't really do much last game, uh, no. if I'm not mistaken. Um, 
handed the so. ball off to Lamar last game, which was uh, interesting <laughs> enough. But, yeah, so you didn't uh, put Lamar running back. You know, can I pick him up true. as a running back now? <laughs> Don't do not bring up the positional eligibility <laughs> debates. My God, I uh, can't oh, can't man. handle that. Last guy here before we close out the show: Eno Benjamin, running back, Arizona, sixteen touches, hundred thirteen total yards, and a touchdown in Week Seven against the New Orleans Saints. This one, I think, is complicated. Yeah. Um, well, we're going up against the Vikings, and mm. oh man, because is I, honestly, I'm, I've been a little surprised with the the Cardinals this year. Um, obviously, they just got D Hop back, which is definitely going to help, which has definitely been hurting them. You know, when your number one receiver has been out, um, it's going to have some type of effect on your team. Uh, now they're going to start getting him the ball more, giving him as some type of deep threat, some type of playmaking ability. Uh, but honestly, I, I have no idea. I have, <laughs> I have no idea. Um, so for the benefit of the doubt, I'm going to say treat. He's going to ball out against the Vikings and get out there and uh, and do something, I guess. We'll see. What do you, what do you think, Matt? Get a, you got to help me out on that one. I think Keontae Ingram's another rookie running back they elevated because Daryl Williams is hurt there. James Conner's hurt there. Um, you know, he kind of got the first crack at it. But then Eno sort of came in after because Eno didn't play that well uh, against the Seahawks a week prior at defense. You just went up against. And then he suddenly got out and actually really balled out in the second half. So I think they might get when they were controlling that game to the Arizona Cardinals. So I think they might continue to give him more opportunity. He was really explosive uh, against the Saints last Thursday. So I'm with you. I think I do think treat for Eno Benjamin as long as James Conner um, is banged up. I think he, they can continue to continue to rely on him. Awesome. We'll see how it plays out. I'm looking forward to seeing the picture of Matt and a giant pylon. You know, oh like God. like the video if you can. I on YouTube anyway. Uh, yeah, if you want to see that. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Boy. We'll, we'll, Make sure in the ask Austin, <laughs> we got to ask uh, about how it went. How it went. All right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Maybe that can be that can be the picture that people apparently want to print out and have me digitally sign or whatever. That, that would be epic. Experience. It would be epic. <laughs> It would be pick. I don't know. Uh, all right, X pick. Ah, that one doesn't work. X excellent. I don't know. Whatever. We'll move on. All right, that's gonna do it for us, Austin. Appreciate it. Fun show today. Enjoy your bye week. You can follow Austin on Twitter or Instagram at Austin Eckler. You can follow me at Matt Harmon underscore BYB. And while you're there. For God's sakes, make sure you're following at Yahoo Fantasy. Shout out to Trevor, who runs that handle. His wedding is coming up, so definitely make sure you give hey. at Yahoo Fantasy a follow. That can be your wedding gift to Trevor. Um, I will be back with Dalton Del Don tomorrow for Statner Thursday. Until then, we're out.